Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Board Podcast, episode 119. Benjamin Yoder here today to talk to you about video games and purchases, mostly of not the video game variety, actually, in terms of purchases this week. Um, I, I uh, in, the, in the ongoing task of trying to uh, get everything settled for my Japan trip, I went ahead and bought some hotel rooms, so, so I got my hotel rooms all set up for that, so that's, that's fun. Um, I'm doing, like, part, part of the stay in Tokyo is part of the stay in Osaka, and I didn't do like a like a tra- traditional ryokan or anything like that, but I did do some like ryokan themed hotels and kind of left it at that for now. Maybe in the future I'll get more more adventurous. Uh, hostels also is just like ah, I'm a like an introvert and a a person who can get very anxious very quickly, and I probably will be anxious in Japan all the time. <laughs> um, so so being around like people all the time while I'm out there probably is not the smartest thing. So I, I ended up just getting my own space and, you know, it was a little more expensive, but it wasn't, wasn't a big deal. Although it was a little, it was a little frustrating while shopping because, uh, I would, I would look up prices for places and there'd be a place I'd be like, Oh, we have it. We have this great price for, for, you know, one person. So it's like, Oh, great. I, I, I'm of one person. That's a great thing that this price is. So, uh, affordable and this place has such high reviews and then you'd actually like open the website up and it would be like ladies only room and i'm like eh. <laughs> and there's like as far as i could tell i was using like bookings.com there's no way for me to like filter those rooms out per se so i'd open a place and be like oh the ladies only room is is like significantly cheaper than the 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 general gender room so it's one of those things where it's like like you feel like kind of like a like being treated as a criminal before you even <laughs> before you even you know step in in some place but i also get it those places are uh they have they have good meaning behind them i'm not gonna argue that at the very least so uh so i was just like ah that and like uh, i found plenty of affordable other options so so it wasn't like a a super big deal but it was a little like frustrating to be like oh here's a great price and be like oh ladies only then you scroll down through all the ladies only rooms that are at the bottom of the pricing chart and then you're like okay here's finally the room i can go to because i am a man (laughs) um so so yeah i it it really doesn't bother me that much it's such like a minor inconvenience kind of thing uh, there's actually some, uh, I was actually looking at some, um, capsule hotel event that was happening. Not, not while I'm in Japan, but in like October and it's like, uh, some, some, some handsome man series game or whatever. And it, it looks pretty simple. It's basically like you, if you don't, not familiar with capsule hotels in Japan, you can have like these little tubes you essentially sleep in that are like laid horizontally. So, so there's not like really place to kind of get up or anything. You just kind of lay there. Uh, I think there might be like a sitting space kind of thing, like like you can maybe sit up and kind of like lean against the wall, but it's not really a lot of a lot of room, and it's supposed to be very cheap. Um, so this place had uh, had like basically these capsules, but the, all the walls were lined with with men on the side or like posters of, of the, the series. And then like in the, in the bathroom where there's a shower, there's just like a half naked dude on the door when you're walking out. <laughs> it was pretty silly. I'll link it in the, the description. If you want to see it, those, I've seen a lot of those places where it's like a hotel room where you, um where you stay. And then there's just like cardboard cutouts of guys there and stuff like that. I mainly see that for, for those kind of um like, I don't know what you call them, handsome men series kind of thing. I think it's called Ikiman or something like that. 
I mainly see him for those things. And uh, and so after like doing the shopping, it's like, hey, I wonder if this place is like a, a women's only hotel. And sure enough, it is. So I wonder if that's pretty standard across the board for those events is that if you go to them, they're they're like a women's only thing. Looking at the pictures, honestly, there doesn't seem to be like a lot to do. Um, also, I will not be out there at the time, so I'm hardly upset or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, it is kind of like, ah, I can't do this because I... I'm not of this gender, but you know, rest in peace. End of days. It's not really worth getting upset about. I feel like, but yeah. Um, and then also, I also picked up uh the the gun or pre-ordered the the Gunvolt Luminous Avengers IX or whatever it's called. Um, I still don't know how to pronounce the IX. I could probably watch a trailer or something and and figure out what it how you pronounce it. Um, so I went ahead and ordered that on uh, Limited Run Games, and I, I had mentioned last week, I was like, maybe they, they went with a different publisher this time because they didn't want to delay between the digital and the physical release. There's like a month delay between the digital and the physical release anyway, so so uh, yeah, maybe that wasn't the intention at, at that point. Uh, it doesn't bother me too much because honestly, I won't get to it anytime soon. Dragon Mark for Death is still sitting on my desk untouched, so so there is is that. So I went ahead and ordered that, and I think I think I might either pick up Astral Chain or Gun Gun Pixies. I have like a a gift card on Amazon that I could spend, and so I was like, ah, eh, maybe maybe I'll do that. Uh, it's like a fifty dollar gift card kind of thing. Um, so you know, cover cover most of the cost, and I usually just do free shipping with that stuff because I I really don't care when I receive that stuff. And then the the final one was something I bought a while ago. Is I bought a uh, set of First Kiss Story CDs. They were like two dollars each, so not very expensive. Um, but most of them are drama CDs. Uh, one was like called the Scrapbook Collection. So I was like, oh, maybe this is like uh, concept art or something like that. Uh, but no, it's actually just scrap voice clips. I assume from the drama CDs themselves. I'm actually not 100 percent sure on that where they come from. But I was like, ah, because like the drama CDs, I. I got them because they're a part of that that whole package. But honestly, if 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 I weren't getting them a for so cheap and b part of a package, I I probably wouldn't have bought those drama CDs. And so like having the fourth disc in there also be essentially a drama CD it was kind of like eh. Maybe someday if I learn enough Japanese that I can parse what it is. But but you know I I still like haven't even like absorbed what First Kiss Stories tech like. I, I've played all First Kiss Story, but I, I only, like, kind of figured out what was going on in the story rather than actually fully understood what was happening. So, But the last disc is actually, and, and it, it, this purchase isn't, like, super disappointing because of this. The last disc is actually a um, arranged soundtrack, and the music's actually different on that soundtrack. Um, so even, like, from the PlayStation version, which which does already arrange the soundtrack from the PCFX release. So so I'm actually pretty happy that I got that. There's a couple of voice clips on there, too, but it's it's mostly music. I, there's one song in particular I was kind of hoping they would, like, remix or expand because it's actually a kind of a short loop song in the game. Um, but it just kind of... They didn't, they didn't do it. <laughs> I was like, aw. But there, there's some good music in there. I wish the... They did, they did a remix of the ending theme and... Or the... I guess you'd call it the epilogue theme. Um, but, uh, I actually didn't like it as much as the original vlog theme. I was like, ah, so, so I think there's one more arranged soundtrack out there for, for that series. So I might get that depending on how cheap it is, but like this stuff, I don't want to spend a lot of money on this stuff because it's, it's, uh, especially like the scrapbook thing being like, not, like, I literally didn't know what these discs were except for the f- first three drama CDs and the last two discs were kind of mystery items. It's like, eh, well, I'll, sp- I'll pay the $10 to find out what those other two discs are. Uh, but I don't feel feel too bad. The, the arranged soundtrack I definitely will listen to. I I like the first kiss story music quite a bit. So, so those were kind of the the 
the money spending. Although I ordered that that, that first Kiss Story stuff like uh, a month ago. I also uh, purchased a Private Idol Windows ninety five desktop accessory disc, but um, I'll talk about that at a later time. I think because it's a uh, there's actually not a lot to it, but this is actually going to be a packed podcast. So I just want to kind of keep things moving for now. And I the Private Idol stuff is relevant enough that I'll talk about it in the future. Um, but yeah, so so those were kind of purchases. Um, and then I also, uh, played through quite a bit of games last week. I'm actually not having a active video in development has made it very easy to play games. <laughs> Maybe not very easy to play games, but it made it more easy to play games. I also had a long weekend last weekend cause I, I kind of shifted my Labor Day weekend forward. Um, so I played some God Eater 2, um, this weekend I played some EDF 2, nothing really new to say about those two. They're, they're kind of still what they are. Um, and then I, I finished the, the first arc of Final Fantasy 15 Comrade. So it took about 20 hours, like I said, it would. Um, and it was, it was fine. Uh, the, the last battle is, 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 I think a unique fight. I actually don't think it's in the main game, but may- maybe I did it like a hundred percent Final Fantasy 15. So maybe it's like a side quest you can do or something like that. But you, you basically fight Bahamut and, uh, and it's, it's, it's an interesting fight, surprisingly easy fight compared to a lot of the other fights in the game, but maybe that's because it's a story fight, so they don't want to give you, like, too much trouble and uh, and getting through that stuff. So so I went ahead and did that. And uh, the ending, it's it's nice that they try to make the ending relevant to the main Final Fantasy XV story, but timeline-wise, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, like it makes sense in terms of they did shove you in the timeline, um, but, but in terms of how that, that section of the game is presented in the main game, um, it just, it just doesn't really like make a lot of sense of why you're there. And the, the fact that Noctis like even acknowledges you and leaves, it, it doesn't make any sense that he, he like acknowledges your group or anything. It, it's a, it's a silly thing. Um, he, he kind of figures out about this group later down the line. So, so it's weird to have this interaction at this point in the story. Um, but it, it was nice that they like, you know, wrapped it into the main story, even if it's kind of like, you know, very loosely wrapped in. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely play the rest of it, but I'm, de- I'm taking a break for now from it. Cause I, I, I felt pretty done after 20 hours. So I'll, I will want to get back to it. I don't know really how long the second half of the story is going to be. Uh, I would expect between, you know, another 20 to 20 to 30 hours. It sounds like maybe, but who can say? It's a lot of uh, grinding to get to get energy and stuff. If you want to know more about Final Fantasy XV Comrades, probably recommend listening to last week's podcast where I went fairly in-depth on it. Really, the only thing I didn't know about was the ending. Uh, not a ton changed since um, since the last time I talked about it. So, so I'll kind of leave that as is. And then the other thing I did was uh, I went ahead and finally bought and played through the Sword Art Online Dissonance of the Nexus. Uh, this is the Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet DLC uh it's the final dlc for that for that game and uh features a new area a, a, a new main story and and was about 20 dollars. pretty pricey for what content you get but you do get a couple of new areas um they don't feel i, I will say uh, dissonance of the nexus feels like a lot of more of the same but kind of reskinned like the areas in that game are are all kind of just faceless rocks that kind of go up and down and like random encounters with enemies and stuff and and there are some like some little areas that are kind of landmarks like there are there are buildings and stuff and like lakes and things but but none of it really seems to matter that much um 
I think the main game is is the kind of the same way. So if you're like if you're going to Final Fantasy or not Final Fantasy, uh, Dissonance of the Nexus, like kind of expecting something new out of out of uh, sort of online Fatal Bullet, it definitely doesn't deliver on that. The dungeons are retextured, so they're like a greenish color instead of a grayish color, but structure-wise, they're nearly identical to the main game already, and you already do tons and tons of those dungeons in the main game, so I think that's the biggest problem with Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet, it's just like, there's not a lot of variety. The tools are there, like, they, they built a good structure for what could have been a really cool, like, gear grind game, um, but but the, 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 the variety and quality of all the content in, in the main game and in Dissonance of the Nexus, I think, is is mixed at best um but i I did actually like the 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 story quite a bit um it's nothing super fancy i i think it has some relation to maybe like a sort of online movie that happened or something there's there's two characters that were introduced that were very much like you should know these characters and i'm like i very much do not know these characters (laughs) um and they kind of had a plot line around them there's like an idol or something and and the idol had like split off into multiple personalities and one of them ended up in in sort of online fatal bullet where it sounds like in maybe the other mmos there are multiples of her but but in this case, she had like a damaged uh, damaged memory or something. So one dude was like trying to save her from the damaged memory or something along those lines. Um, but they did, they actually had a really nice throwback to like a really early scene in the original Sword Art Online anime. Um, there's like this particular guild um, that that the main character is a part of during that that portion of the show and it's like a very small guild just kind of chill but then like something pretty pretty dramatic happens there and it ends up with kirito leaving that guild and so it kind of rolls back into uh some of that stuff and how they implement it i think is a little strange because they actually had like very good um like a very good setup for for why what happens like comes into play basically they bring back a character that that essentially died because you know in the original sort of online if a character dies then they they die in real life because they all have their brains fried because the hacker man went in there and hacked the video game i guess <laughs> um although i think he was like the developer of the game so maybe he didn't so much hack it otherwise other than just be like very uh uh i don't know <laughs> I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Let's skip past this. I, I know what like concepts I'm trying to say, but I cannot say say the word. But uh, but yeah. So it has like a nice throwback to that, and it's kind of it's kind of frivolous at the end of the day. Um, but it 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 was a nice throwback for for the original series, especially since it's been a long time since I've watched that. So so it's been it's it's just kind of like oh hello, this person is here. Is that who I think it is? And, and sure enough, it was. Um, so I thought that was that was pretty cool. Uh. What, not worth the $20. Admittedly, I say this as somebody who only played the main story and then just kind of stopped playing that, that DLC. Maybe they added additional content around it that made it more worthwhile. But uh, I I don't think I'm going to go do any of that additional content unless somebody I know like really gets committed to, to playing the multiplayer of that game. Um, I, I just... Uh, I, I, because of how like all the systems are structured and the lack of variety of the game as a whole, and and just like a feeling that like during the boss fights, like your 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 build doesn't really matter and things like that. Um, I just I just can't imagine I'd invest I, I I'd invest myself into that game without 
without having somebody there to kind of like bounce off with and, and kind of go back and forth on, on creating builds and doing dungeon runs and like farming materials, doing that by myself. I'm like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Whew. That's, that's kind of it for video games I've played. Um, I, I've kind of have, I'm kind of at this weird in between point where I'm not really sure what I'm doing next. I definitely need to play some more Lost Kingdoms 2. I've already beat the game, but there's some optional stuff I want to do in that game. And then I do have Lost Kingdom 1 here now, so I can go ahead and, and, and play that. Um, and so I'm just, I want to play a JRPG coming forward. I kind of talked about this last week a little bit. Uh, I did put Sonic Riders on my desk, so I don't know if I've committed to playing Sonic Riders yet, but it's there and I'm looking at it right now. So there's the potential that it will be a video game that I play in the near future. I've been wanting to play a racing game for a while. Uh, really, really being split between Pen Pen Triathlon, Sonic Riders, and uh, what's that game called? Excite Bots, the one with the bugs, the Buggy Boy game. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of teetering on a lot of that stuff, and 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 still kind of trying to focus on my Japan trip stuff. I, I really haven't wanted to invest myself too much into something. I really want to get the bare essentials down for my Japan trip before I get really too invested in doing too much else right now. So. Looking forward to the new video game future for me, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I do have some news here. Not, nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, just a uh, just a couple of things. I think most of the stuff probably spread around quite a bit. I don't really have anything super special to talk about. Uh, but I did I did look at that Rockman X Dive game. So Mega Man X Dive, I assume it would be called if it came out here. Um, that game reminds me a lot of uh, Castlevania Grimoire of Souls that that was has open beta a while back ago. It's kind of like a, as far as I can tell from the from the video I saw, basically it's like a arena co op action game where you kind of go and try to clear out an arena of enemies and it, and it has. Um, I'm not super familiar with most of the Mega Man games because there are so many, but there there's kind of, I was going to say, I was going to say it plays like Mega Man, but, it, but it actually has like the ability to kind of like shoot in various directions, which I'm not sure if that's common for a Mega Man. I mean, if that was something that has been done in a Mega Man game in the past in the main series games, I don't recall that being like a, a common thing that you can kind of just like point your gun anywhere and shoot, or at least, uh, you know, forward at an angle forward and then at an angle or angled upward and then an angled downward kind of, kind of shot. So, so I think that looks kind of cool. Not really a lot to say about it. I think that's the game that had the character everybody was kind of kind of excited about earlier this week. The like blue girl with like I think it was like a maidish outfit or something like that. It's like a robot lady. Mega Man X care or Mega Man character design in general is very. Uh, it's like it's like very much anime, but it's also very distinct in a way. It's it, uh, you usually can tell a Mega Man character as soon as you see them, uh, which I think is kind of cool that it, that it does you know have its own aesthetic. And, and I, I feel like you don't see a lot of other games kind of, you know, wiggling themselves in on that aesthetic at all. Uh, and then there's also the Mega Man Z and Mega Man ZX collection that got announced, which I've only played Mega Man, X, or Mega Man Z, the first one. Um, and I only played it on virtual consoles, so I don't have like a physical copy of it or anything. So, so a collection would be pretty cool because I, I don't know if I'll go out of my way to eventually buy one through four on GBA. And then ZX games are DS games. So you know, in terms of playing that on a, on a TV or something like that, you can't really do that officially right now. So it's like a nice opportunity to finally do that. And they, they do get to struggle with the problem of how do we format DS games for a TV kind of thing. There's, there's a variety of options they put in the, in the game, but it's kind of like, 
pick your poison kind of thing. So I don't know how heavily the ZX games use the the bottom screen or the touch screen, but giving it uh you know a port, I wouldn't be surprised if they they kind of remap things if they were touch screen based before. You know, put them on the buttons. The PS4 has more buttons than the DS did, so they probably could uh rework some stuff and and make it work. Unless it was like something like uh Dawn of Sorrow where you had like you know, to t- touch the screen to, to scribble away the, the ice blocks or something silly like that. So, so I'm glad that's, uh, I'm glad that's, that that's coming out. I don't know when I'll get it. I, I, I picked up the Mega Man Legacy collection and I already have the Mega Man X PS2 collection. Um, I still need to get, uh, X7 and X8. So I'll probably pick up the second half of the Mega Man X Legacy Collection for that. I don't know if that's if when you buy a physical version of that. That if you if you buy it in two parts or if you buy just one whole part for that or something. So I'll need to do research into that eventually. But right now I'm just focusing on the Mega Man games I have at the moment. Uh, so I might go ahead and pick this up and then I'll sit on my shelf for a very long time <laughs> as I slowly chip away at those Mega Man Z games. Uh, so yeah. And then the final one, I think, is maybe the most, like, controversial story in terms of, like, video game stuff. I was about to say controversial story of the week, but there's always lots of video game drama of actual controversial stuff on the internet that I don't really talk about because I really am not an expert or somebody of value of opinion, I feel like, on on that kind of stuff. Uh, But uh, Yakuza 7 got changed to a turn-based RPG, which... uh, it's interesting. I, I, my expectation, because because this this turn based RPG stuff was an April Fool's joke that they put out uh, back in on April Fools for Yakuza, and and my expectation was that would show up in the game as a mini game or something, um, and 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 that's kind of what I thought when I first saw it, and when I when they were showing it again, I think it was like a day or two ago by by the time I'm recording this, maybe multiple days ago, I don't remember. Uh, but when they were showing it again, my expectation was that like, oh yeah, it's weird they're showing this. Maybe they're just kind of mentioning like, oh, the, the April Fool thing is going to be in the game. But no, they're just like, nope, this is the video game. <laughs> um, so so I think a lot of people were taken aback by that. I think there's a little bit of disbelief. I I was talking to a friend who who was like, I don't think that's what they're doing with the game. And then as things came out, learners like, oh, that's probably what they're doing with the game. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's cool. I'm somebody who's like dead inside when it comes to video game announcements and stuff like that, especially sequels. Like if you announce a sequel to a game, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. That's, that definitely seems like something you put out. So they put out a Yakuza 7 that was basically that, you know, new set of characters with the same structure. I probably would have been like, yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I, I don't have a ton of, a ton of desire like i have so many yakuza games ahead of me because i am playing those games in chronological order of when they came out i'll probably skip kiwami and kiwami 2 just because i've already played yakuza 1 and 2 on ps2 um but you know i i have a lot of games that play in that yakuza style ahead of me so maybe i'm a bit biased in this but i'm like i'm just happy <laughs> i'm just happy they're changing it up and 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 in the same way that I was like ecstatic when they announced Phantom Dust 2 on Microsoft's E3 stage. And you're just like, what? Why? Why is this getting prime time? Why would you ever do this? I kind of feel that way with Yakuza 7 where it's just like, why would you ever do this? Why would you choose to like like change your game so significantly in the mainline series? And uh, But that's exciting for me. I, I think that's fun. And, and, and I'm, I'm really glad they did it. The fan base, I don't know how they feel so much. I've definitely seen a lot of grief on the internet about it. 
And, uh, you know, from a business perspective, I don't know how that will be handled. Uh, I think it comes out fairly soon, so I don't think there's a lot of time to, like, turn it around. I don't remember if you remember, like, but with Dragon Quest IX, that was originally going to be, like, a Crystal Chronicles-esque action RPG kind of thing. And then there's so much public backlash about it, they, they changed it back to, like, a typical turn-based RPG. Um, so I don't think there's time to do that at this point, because I think it comes out at the end of this year in Japan. Uh, I could be wrong about that. I, I think that's when it comes out, though. Um... So yeah, it's it's crazy that they're doing that. I, I I what really is important to me is does the battle system have depth? That's that's the big thing. And um, one thing that would be nice to do, and, and from what I've seen in the footage, this doesn't seem to happen. But I haven't like you know perused all all video footage of the gameplay at this point. Um, one of my favorite things about Skies of Arcadia on the Nintendo GameCube and Dreamcast is uh, when you, it's a turn-based RPG, but and everybody is like in an arena and they all exist on the map along with the enemies, but they don't have held positions on the map, so they can kind of wander around. So they they'll run around and they'll do these like fake battle plays basically where they'll sit there and like swipe at enemies and enemies will dodge and stuff like that and it's very stilted and chunky but it it adds a sense of like chaoticness to the to the battlefield that i feel like a lot of jrpgs don't have because everything's kind of frozen in time uh so you just get like this nice like back and forth kind of moving around kind of thing and then people whacking each other not doing any damage but just you know playing it out and uh, Yakuza has a similar thing where everybody's kind of moving around on their own and stuff like that. And they're kind of like, you know, face to face with enemies, looking them directly in the eye kind of thing. But as far as I could tell, nobody's like doing any kind of like battle play or anything like that. It'd be nice if they added some animation to make it look like people were, it was more like a brawl kind of thing versus just everybody staring each other down until, <laughs> until somebody actually uses their attack and then, and then does a move. That that'd be nice, but I'm I'm pretty excited about Yakuza Seven. I can't wait till I play it thirty years from now when I finally catch up, because <laughs> I got Yakuza Three, Four, Five, Six, Dead Souls, and Zero all in front of me, and Judgment. But I don't know if I'll bother with Judgment. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I eventually give up on the Yakuza series. That's a lot of video games in a single series to catch up on, especially if they all play fairly similarly. But I think the tone of the Yakuza series like transitioned quite a bit during the PlayStation 3 era. So, so I think there's going to be some excitement there for me rather than just, you know, oh, yet another Yakuza game kind of thing. So, that's it for this week. Thanks for coming. Uh, there's a Whiskey quick play that went up last week, so you can go watch that on the website now if you want to see that. Um, upcoming this week, we have the Kenshin Zenki for the PCFX. Or Kishin? Kishin Zenki? I always forget the name. Kishin something Zenki. I, I always just call it Zenki. Uh, for the PCFX, like a like a 2D brawler beat-em-up thing. Very expensive game. I pirated it because I was not paying the money for it. <laughs> um, uh, but there's a... It's not really... A, it's, it's basically a quick play, but that game's only about 45 minutes long, so I basically just play through the entire thing and kind of talk over the game. I'm not talking about the game while I'm actively playing it. I'm just kind of watching it, describing the game a little bit. So it's a little different. Let me know how you feel about it. Worst case scenario, we never do anything like that again, with the exception of rhythm games or any game that is impossible to talk over over because I have to be like focusing too much to really communicate what the game's about while I'm actively playing it. So, so yeah. And then, uh, and then hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm trying to wrap up this Japan trip st stuff up. I was hoping to finish it up by September and I've made a lot of progress in the last couple weeks. Um, but I did kind of like take it fairly slow still. So there's a couple of like things I need to kind of get out of the way with that. So that still will probably be my focus for now. Um, 
but but I will probably try to try to start building a video for for the end of uh, September. So so hopefully that 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 comes up. Um, we'll we'll see how it goes as time goes on. Um, but I'll continue to do some variety and um, yeah. And then I, I also want to test out my streaming setup for my my little craft desk thing. So I, I I might do that soon. I might like just clean some controllers or something like that as like a initial test stream. Um, I thought about like like oh Nintendo Labo would be a good start, but then like the Labo stuff is like a commitment. It's like a two and a half hour thing. So if like the stream goes bad at some point and I'm sitting there like well I'm trying to do this two and a half hour craft session thing, you know I I, I might not have the time to troubleshoot it properly or things like that too. So so yeah, OneShortPort.com is the website, and I guess that's it. I hope you have a great week. Bye.